the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today, my show is on miracles. And starting off first, with the miracle, it seems like it's going to need to take in order to save Terry Schiavo. Last week, um, I had uh, Terry's father and brother and uh, attorney on. Um, this was the second time that I had had her father on. And at the time, we all seemed somewhat optimistic that, um, I guess, or disbelieving that in America it could actually happen, that they would go ahead and take her feeding tube out yet again, um, seemingly permanently. And, in fact... As the days have unfolded, all, even though President Bush got up in the wee hours of the morning to sign the bill, the first thing that I like that President Bush has done in his office, but he does get credit for that. Um, even though that's all happened and Congress has passed laws to try to get her feeding tube put back in, uh, these judges in Florida seem to be holding up the works. And even though um, an estimate of how long it would take someone to live or to die, um, were they deprived of water as well as food, uh, the estimates have been around one to two weeks. Still, um, those the two-week estimate is more for someone who is a healthy person to begin with and caught out in the forest and lost and you know, or some other kind of situation where they are unable to get food and water. Of course, actually, I should put a caveat there. There actually are ways in the forest. <laughs> Let me say the desert instead. Um, there are ways in the forest to find food and water, but let's not get into that on this show right now. Um, instead, it's looking gr- more and more grim as time goes by, and these judges, in fact, are stalling before they make their decision and then finally coming up with a decision um, to not put the, to- the feeding tube back in. Now, um, as we talked about last week, um, it's not a pretty picture to die of starvation and dehydration, even though, yes, they will probably be giving her various sedatives and all that. But the thing that has been the most frustrating to me is that despite um, different, uh, despite my having sent out a press release and my publicist having sent out a press release, entitled Terry Schiavo's Husband Hits Profile of Wife Abuser Per Psychiatrist. Um, there have been, it has gotten into various publications and gotten into, I've done various interviews about it, but um, not the mainstream media does not seem to want to deal with this issue um, enough to make it, say it loud and clear so that these judges in Florida get the picture or Indeed, they may have the picture, and that may be indeed why they're um, moving to not put back the feeding tube. 
But before I introduce you to my guest, who's a really wonderful woman who I just met last week, uh, Angelica Wagner, who will be talking to you about making miracles in your own life. Before I do that, I want to read um, a portion of um, something that has been now be the part of this press release that I just mentioned. Um, it's something that I wrote on July 12, 2004, after having spoken with Terry Schiavo's father, Robert Schindler, on my show on voiceamerica.com, and um, coming to the conclusions through what he was talking about that, indeed, Michael Schiavo, Terry's husband, fits the profile of a wife abuser. And I want to read this to you in the hopes that you will now contact your congressman, contact, uh, go to the Terry's to Terry's website that I have given out before, which is well, I'll give it out at the end of the show. But contact your congressman, contact the newspapers in in uh, Florida, Governor Jeb Bush. Um, you know, it seems like the Congress and President Bush have have done what they could, and now we sort of have to concentrate our efforts on Florida. Um, but let me just read this to you so that you really know what the truth is. And and subsequent to my having written this on July 12th, um, through talking with the family and the attorney and getting sent many emails from people who knew that I had put this out there, um, I have gotten even more information that supports my conclusion that Terry Shivo's husband is a wife abuser. And not only that, but that he was responsible for her collapse 15 years ago. And this is the this is um, what I want to read to you. Preliminary thoughts on how Terry Shivo's husband Michael fits the profile of a wife abuser. Based upon my interviews of Terry's father Robert Schindler and my research into media accounts of her case, I can provide the following preliminary opinions at this time. Again, that was preliminary in July. Now it's even more conclusive. As the author of the book Bad Boys: Why We Love Them, How to Live with Them, and When to Leave Them. I have studied men who exhibit pathology in their relationships with women. Profiles of the 12 different types of bad boys are explained. Michael Schiavo fits the profile described in the book as the Prince of Darkness. O.J. Simpson was cited as a classic example of this type, and there are indeed similarities between the two men. It is especially significant to note that O.J. flew into a homicidal rage when he realized that Nicole was totally abandoning him as is characteristic of these impulsive men who most dread being abandoned by their women. Similarly, Michael Schiavo was likely to have known that Terry had begun making plans to divorce him since she had told a co-worker and family member. Stalking is characteristic of this type of man as well, and a girlfriend of Michael's, Cindy, accused him of stalking her in 2001. Terry's personality fits that of a woman who would have been attracted and attractive to such a man. She was a loner as a child. In high school, she was overweight and not popular with boys. She had low self-esteem. She was extremely compassionate, nurturing, and subservient. They met when Terry was 20 years old and married by the time she was 21. Such whirlwind courtships are typical of these men who are able to spot a vulnerable woman they can dominate and eager to seal her commitment to him. Terry was frightened to object to Michael's pathologically controlling behavior. For example, he would monitor her, her odometer to control where she went. He tried to isolate her from her friends and family. She had to account for every penny, though they often lived on her income since he would be fired 
sometimes only after two weeks. He would splurge on $400 suits for himself while she had to economize. He called her at work three to four times a day, often complaining of hating his job because no one appreciated him. He was often observed scolding her. Terry's family observed black and blue marks on her before the incident that plunged her into her current state. Medical records and or experts have revealed that her neck injury was consistent with strangulation. A bone scan revealed multiple factors occurring within one to two months before or after the incident, which has been described as equivalent to her being hit by a Mack truck. Michael has given three different explanations of how he found Terry after the incident. Michael has had Terry's jewelry reset into a ring for himself. Terry had two beloved cats that she adopted from an animal shelter where they'd landed after being mistreated. When he moved in with his girlfriend, Cindy, he had Terry's cats euthanized. Psychologically, this is symbolic of what he is trying to do now to Terry. Michael has been under psychiatric care, including being prescribed several psychotropic medications. One of his treating therapists, Dr. Peter Kaplan, told Terry's father that he should have called the police after Michael argued with Terry's sister, Suzanne, and Michael tried to attack her. This occurred right after Terry's collapse when they were all in a house together. Terry's father told Suzanne to lock her door and keep a hammer nearby. As a psychiatric expert witness, I have had experience performing psychiatric examinations of men like Michael Shivo and testifying in court about similar cases. The above is simply meant to illustrate some of the indications that Michael fits the profile of an abusive husband. He should most definitely be investigated as the perpetrator of the incident that caused Terry's collapse and her current condition. If Terry were to be allowed to die, as Michael has been desperately struggling to achieve for years, it could help him escape detection. This would be a grave miscarriage of justice. And I want to add, especially if she's cremated, which is the latest thing that he wants to do with her. So, uh, in addition, actually, to calling the, um, or con- emailing, contacting in some way Jeb Bush, the governor of Florida, um, the congressman uh, from Florida, and also the police uh, in Florida, um, or the district attorney, people in Florida who need to um, realize that the world is paying attention to the fact that they are hiding um, all of this evidence that Michael is the perpetrator of what happened to Terry in the first place. It's just unbelievable that this is happening in front of the world um, where where this man is uh, getting his way when he's actually the one responsible. Now let me introduce my guest and get, first of all, her reaction to this, and then we'll talk about um, about miracles, more miracles that we need. Angelica Wagner, welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you, Dr. Carol, and I was absolutely blown away by your assessment, and I have to tell you, I have an in-my-bones gut feeling that you're absolutely correct. I watched uh, Larry King interview um, the husband last night, and I agree completely with your minute, detailed assessment of the person. Yes, I, I understand that he... Um, I read some of the transcript, and I understand that he was made some, I guess, was it a slip, where he said um, that he, we don't really know what Terry wants, but this is what we want. Yeah. yeah. And the, How and did Larry King react to that? He asked him right full in the face, do you not feel responsible for killing your wife? 
Uh-huh. He asked him full in the face, like, do you not feel that it would be a very terrible thing for your wife to die of starvation? Well, stay, when we come back, we will find out what his answer was. <laughs> so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest today is Angelica Wagner, and we're talking about miracles on voiceamerica.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Information you need, when you need it, voiceamerica.com. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Traders Coach Robin Day, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Traders Coach Robin Dane and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about miracles, the miracle that Terry Schiavo will need in order for that feeding tube to be put back in and for everyone to recognize that it is her husband, Michael, who was responsible for putting in her in that state to begin with and now wanting to hide it by cremating her ASAP. Before the break, uh, we were talking with my guest, Angelica Wagner, about 
um, the about the husband being um, on Larry King last night and Larry King asking um, how he felt about killing her. Of course, he was talking about how he felt about killing her regarding the feeding tube. Right. So what did he say? Uh, he said that, oh, this really got me, that people who had cancer normally died um, if they were taken off of fluids and feeding tubes, that this was a normal procedure with someone who uh, was, was in Terry's state. And I just, I mean, I found that offensive and abusive. Uh, it does not allow, and I, I'm telling you, uh, Carol, this was one initiative. I actually stayed up past midnight. It was after 1230 when President Bush signed that bill, and I actually stayed up to listen to the fact that he did uh, sign it. And I thought, you know, good for him. He's fighting for life, and that's what we need in America. We need people to fight for life. Um, I completely agree with you in your assessment of this. But what bothers me the most is that it completely negates, you know, the grace of God to give this woman a miracle um, at the very end and that she be allowed to gracefully, gracefully, you know, light beam off the planet when her time is there. Yes, I mean, I, um, I certainly, when I was, before I became a psychiatrist, um, I spent two and a half years doing medicine and surgery and rotating through the various specialties. And I don't remember ever seeing, uh, allowing a cancer patient to starve. Exactly. And, and, uh, not your, not, not your standard method of operation at all. Absolutely. But it is a method of operation, again, for the dark side of evil. And we cannot, and we cannot uh, deny that this does not exist, and particularly, uh, particularly in men who are abusive husbands. Um, and I, I, I really see the writing on the wall for this guy. I mean, if he, you know, if he can't get rid of her by having abused her in the first place, uh, now 15 years later, what we'll do is we'll pull the feeding tube so that I can do what I want with my life, right? Well, that's right, and, and no every 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 day that she stays around um, and learns to talk more through her family. I mean, he's he's forbade any kind of therapy for her. But the more that she stays around, the more likely it is that she will be able to get a little better and then tell on on what he did in the first place. Well, and that's exactly it. And, you know, and I think that that's what he, that's why I removed the feeding tube so that she still slowly starves. She slowly starves of physical nurturing and she slowly starves of emotionally and love nurturing. And that, God bless them, that's what their family, her family is there doing because he most certainly isn't. Because who isn't? He isn't. The husband. Is it? Oh, isn't yes? Isn't giving her the nurturing love? No, no, yes, right. absolutely not. Right. Yes. Well, let's um, let's talk. Let's segue into. Uh, well, first of all, let me just make a little better introduction. Angelica, I met Angelica last week when we were both um, speaking at a speaker showcase, and I was just so moved by the talk that she gave. Um, about miracles and how to bring miracles into your own life. And I wanted to share uh, this little miracle <laughs> with you. all of you, um, especially on a day when, 
when I think certainly I am feeling down and frustrated, and although I have not given up the fight, I'm still going to be doing uh, everything I can between now and either the feeding tube is put back in or or the or the uh well, many of us believe in the power of prayer and uh you know i know rick warren is going to be inter- uh, interviewed by uh larry king tonight and he's a dear friend of mine uh his purpose driven life changed my life and got me to be an author and uh certainly um changed the life of a woman who who changed the heart of a killer uh, through her words. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really hopeful that today that I've taught actually uh, the seven steps to creating miracles in your life for the last ten years of my life. Uh, I had three miracles of my own, and um, and two of them in very uh, short uh, sequence to each other, and then it took um, quite a lot longer. But I can tell you the day it happened, I most definitely felt uh, that God was speaking to me and that I had to make a change in my life. Uh, in order to be much more in integrity with what my passion and my purpose and my mission were here on earth. Well, why don't you start with that? Sure, I'd love to. That was, that was so moving. Oh, and, and I must say that, um, uh, well, I'll actually say what I must say until you finish telling about the three miracles. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> we'll start with when I was 33 years old, I was involved in a very serious car accident that left me paralyzed from the waist down. And I was told by the medical model that uh, it was unlikely, if if ever, that I would walk again. And uh, my mother was still alive at the time, and, and after I cried for three days because, you know, I had just left my marriage, and I had these four little kids. They were three, five, seven, and nine. Well, you don't tell a woman who's a single parent and then a realtor who makes her money by um, running around selling property that she no longer has the use of her legs. That was just not even in my realm of reality. And so after I cried for three days, I went to see my mom, who was still alive at the time. She just laughed, and she just said, uh, you don't have to to accept that diagnosis and maybe should have another opinion. So after intense chiropractic care, I mean, in those days, you didn't know about spinal cord cells and all of those things. We didn't, I, I, and quite frankly, Carol, I didn't know to ask. Uh, all I knew was that I was not accepting what this medical model had told me. And six weeks later, I literally walked out of that wheelchair with the help of a chiropractor. And I wrote a wonderful book called Are You Ready for a Miracle with Chiropractic? which has 101 uh, miracle stories in it uh, to thank the chiropractic f- profession for giving me my legs back and, quite frankly, giving me my life back. So that w- what happened when I was 33. About six months later, again, medical... Yeah, I, just wanna, I guess she must have had um, probably the, the medical doctors who were treating you did not think that that was going to help, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely not. Um, and uh, and I couldn't even discuss it with them uh, because it was, you know, 15 years, no, this was now more than 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago, uh, chiropractic was still not seen as a, my mother was a, a natural, has had the gift of intuitive healing, and we only ever had natural stuff in the house. We did no drugs, no, not even aspirin. And uh, so this was kind of normal around our house, but at the time, 20 years Years ago, you know, chiropractic was not even nearly as accepted as it is today. Mm-hmm. So, and the second miracle happened uh, 
uh, six months later, after I had just recovered from that, was back on my feet, was up and running again, and I had a no-brainer day surgery, and uh, literally light beamed off the planet. And as I look back on my on my on the bed, you know, there I was. I'd been given an overdose of anesthesia, and um, and there I was looking down on my body, and the nurse said, oh, how tragic. What will happen with her four children? Well, you can imagine, I said, heaven can wait. But I did see light. I, I didn't hear God's voice. But I certainly came back, most definitely came back, with the gift of intuitive healing from that from that experience. So did and, you see the, um, the, what we have come to hear about the the classic tunnel with absolutely uh, all of it is uh if you saw the film there was a film Jodie Foster was in yes um what was it called? Was it Contact? Contact, yeah. It was exactly like that. And when I actually saw that film, I relived the experience. Hmm. So that was six months after. And then uh, well, I... one more question. One more. Yeah, see, go ahead. Did you see um, people who had died, relatives of yours or friends of yours? Uh, I heard voices of them. I knew that they were there. At that, By that time, my mother had passed away. And you heard her voice. And I heard her voice. Hmm. Yes. And was she what was she telling you to go back, or what? What did she tell you? No, she just basically, I she just basically said that it was going to be okay, hmm. and and I had more work to do, and I obviously <laughs> did. I mean, I obviously did. Yeah. And so I guess that was mm, everything was pretty much fine then. And then I decided I really should start to write and um, and write about some of these experiences. So in 1992 or 93, uh, I wrote, Are You Ready for a Miracle with Angels? And this year, um, and I traveled all across Canada and was on many, many radio broadcasts. Uh, with Are You Ready for a Miracle with Angels and met Marianne Williamson and, and I've spoken internationally on peace because of that book. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that book just kind of, but this year uh, after the next miracle that I'm going to share with you, this year in August, um, I spent one entire month rewriting a book that I had already uh, sold 30,000 copies of. And uh, it was because I had so many more stories to add to it of people who had just told me about divine intervention, about angels coming into their life, about last-minute rescue, about the feeling of absolute and complete peace. And that brings me to my last miracle. My <laughs> What's that well, people will have to uh, stay tuned for the last miracle. It's <laughs> worth it, folks, I can tell you that. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest today is Angelica Wagner. At the end of the show, I will give you a website that you can go to to find her book, uh, as well as I'm sure they're in Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, but I will give you her website as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and today we're talking about miracles. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. 
Dr. Carroll is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crust busting to do. Crust is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile, and get ready to do some serious crust-busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for crust-busting your way to an awesome life. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Cutting edge. Challenging. Stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about miracles with my miracle guest, Angelica Wagner, um, who has really had some miracles of her own and has created and uh, and um, disseminated some um, information about how to create miracles in your own life that we will get to as soon as she tells us about her third miracle. Well, I, won't, uh, I want to get on to the seven steps to creating miracles because, you know, I've done this work for so long and people do, they, you know, I get off the air with them and they call me a, a day later or a couple of days later or a month later and they do achieve their miracles. Uh, the very last miracle was that I was in New York uh, at 9-11 and I was very close to the towers, pretty much across the street and uh, came down the stairs and uh, was caught by a cop who said, don't look up and don't look back. And, um, you know, 2,888 Americans lost their lives and 28 internationals lost their lives. I was one of the internationals who did not. And as I ran, as we all did, um, 
there was just a, an overwhelming sense of peace. Very surreal, but very peaceful. And that, I found out six months later, came from the prayers of my entire office in Canada um, who knew where I was and, and actually stood in the boardroom and prayed for me. And so, without further ado... Well, with one more ado. <laughs> what I wanted to say before was, that was so moving, was that when you told this story, which you have told many times before... The tears were fresh and voluminous, and it was just um, touching for the audience to see how touched you were, you know, how genuine this everything is that you believe in and talk about. Oh, well. That's what I wanted to say it, before that I held off. It's just, it's very real for me, and miracles are very real for me. I live in a state of constant expectation and constant that miracles are a normal part of life. And I guess if we learn to cherish life, that's why this case against Terry Schiavo is absolutely so horrific and insidious. So if I may, sure. uh, give, the, give the seven steps. Number one, um, if everyone in the audience could uh, think about do they believe they deserve the miracle. Uh, I believe that Terry deserves to live. And, you know, she's a human being. She didn't do anything to anybody. She deserves to live for as long as her days are. Um, whatever your miracle is, believe that you deserve it. So number, and as, as I traveled the country, I found that the, the I used for the first five years, I said, well, if you strongly believed, well, lots of people believed and still didn't get their miracles. And at the underneath of it, and you'll know on a psychological level, it is that feeling of deservedness that you are, first of all, that you're a child of God, that you are loved, and that you don't need to earn this miracle just by being alive. Um, you deserve this miracle. So number one is believe you deserve the miracle. Number two uh, on a three-by-five card, uh, write in the present tense what your most urgent need is, whatever that is. Uh, I've, I've taught this in universities. I've taught this in homes. I've taught this on college campuses. I've taught this on radio, wherever. Uh, write down what your most urgent need is. Sometimes it's, um, it's a check. Uh, sometimes it's better health. Uh, sometimes it's, um, a, for, for me, it was a book to be published. Uh, finally, after 13 years. So number two, write it down in the present tense as though it has already occurred. And then what you are doing as is though it had has already, already occurred. Like for example. Yeah, for example, when I was in a wheelchair, the one thing I wanted to do most was ski. So I wrote on my card, I'm having such a great time skiing. I and I actually did learn how to ski when I was 40 years old. So, you know, that was, it was just very, very clear that I still do this on all of my goals. Less than 3% of people write their goals. If you write down your goal in the present tense, although it has already been completed, you shall manifest it. You can't help but. Uh, number the three is to take that little uh, whatever it is, that little direction or that one statement, uh, and put it in a place where you can see it. And the faster you want the, man the miracle to manifest, the more you look at it. If you have your, some people write their life goal, like their top three life goals, and put it on a three-by-five card and carry it in their wallet. Uh, some people have a $100 bill or a check. 
uh, Jim Carrey wrote himself a check for $20 million uh, and manifested that as, uh, you know, one of his first paychecks for what he, for, for a craft. I mean, this was a guy who was homeless in a van. Um, so number three is look at it at least three or four times a day. If you don't care when it manifests, um, then it doesn't matter how often you look at it. Uh, 1987, when I started to do this, uh, Brian Tracy was my mentor then, and at that time I wrote down once, and I only wrote down once, that I wanted to be number one in the branch where I worked. Subsequently, to be number one in that branch also made me number one in the province of Manitoba and the province of Saskatchewan. Well, less than 30 days later, my broker asked me to open the newspaper, and I had there was a full-page ad that I had achieved that goal. Hmm. I did the same thing with my book. When my book came out on January or on December 29th, I wrote down, I am a best-selling author before the end of the month. January 27th at hmm. 11.16 in the morning, I was a best-selling author. Hmm. So these okay. things absolutely, absolutely work. Uh, number four is to change one thing in your life. You know how when you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got? So if you change one thing, and um, and for me, and you and I were talking about this at the break, I guess if I could change one thing on the air or on the media, I would change the amount of violence that's covered by the media because violence begets violence, anger begets anger, revenge begets revenge, and so this vicious cycle of inner turmoil, um, you know, uh, substantiates. And I know when I met you, you were talking about, well, what do you listen to? Uh, you had just listened to two hours of the news on the way down. I, quite differently, had listened to two hours of gospel music on the way up. <laughs> and so I was energized and full of life and thrilled and happy to be there. And I had, you know, heard brief snippets um, of what had been going on, but certainly not two hours of it. So if you even change one thing and um, either, you know, cut the news out for uh, a week or a month, after 9-11, I watched no television for six months. Mm. And it wasn't until actually March 11th when I was speaking in Las Vegas when um, they put on the news and, you know, the, the documentary that the two firefighters had made of the bodies that were falling? Well, I heard the noises outside where I was, had nothing to identify that with, had no clue that, that those were bodies falling. No clue that I knew about the sirens, but, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. If we are not consciously aware of what is in our environment and change how we feel about the environment, we'll continue to bring negative things in. Whereas if we only focus on positive, only speak positive, because what you speak, you shall create. And number five is give up one thing, and I've briefly touched on that already, um, but it's give up anger, give up bitterness, hatred, revenge, greed, um, uh, doubt, and worry 
Worry is just a really, worry manifests in your bones. I had a woman at that same conference, um, the coach who spoke on self-defense, who came to me with an arthritis problem, and she said, I have such severe arthritis. And when I showed her the link between what her thoughts were on fight and flight and how she continued to manifest this in her body, she just got it. The light went on, and I said, you've just got to stop manifesting worry. Just put it totally away. Um, Could you explain that a little Well, um, sure, because I've spent most of my life, uh, Are You Ready for a Miracle with Angels is really and truly a book on how our negative emotions uh, impact our health. And so if you think of, you know, how can we cure cancer? Well, there are already cures for cancer. We all know them. Um, The medical model just doesn't want you to have them because um, chemotherapy and drugs are such a big business. So, you know, I mean, when anyone who comes to me, usually with heart disease, it's usually uh, a matter of the heart. If it is uh, an issue of, uh, uh, when it's a heart disease, it's a matter of anger. The negative emotion that deals with the closing of the heart is always anger. Um, Sometimes with men, if they come with prostate cancer, it's also a situation of the heart where they have not been physically loved by the person that they're married to. Uh, Women who come with uterine cancer usually nurture too much, usually nurture men too much. Women who come with breast cancer usually nurture children too much. And uh, or they could be a career women and nurture their staff or their corporation. Uh, the Remax, the corporation that I worked for was Remax, and our CEO, uh, who heads up 96,000 men and women, is a woman who lost, who before the age of 40, lost both breasts to cancer. So you know this. Um, they say that when someone um, has anger and is truly anger, angry and expressing this anger, that that actually feeds the cells with poison, that that actually um, inculcates disease. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. I mean, we can talk about... <laughs> Go ahead. You can be a We can talk about... Um, um, uh, heart disease and plaque in our in our cells in our uh, but you've got to look at emotions in the yes. blood that's where it's really really Absolutely. really the basis of it yes I totally agree with all of that I, I and some of the symbolism like Michael Jackson for example now having trouble with his back you know, absolutely well every time I see that that's a finance issue well <laughs> That's well, it's the, also carrying a burden on his back. Exactly. Yes. Carrying, and less of car- burden. carrying the burden of his life. Right, right. Okay, well, <laughs> stay tuned for the next segment of Dr. Carol's Couch. My guess, we could obviously talk for several hours. <laughs> Angelica Wagner, we're talking today about miracles on Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. 
Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your pet's body wants to be healthy. If you give them the encouragement they need and provide them the proper nutrition, your pet will find its own way to optimal health. It's about giving the body the life it needs to take care of itself. It's about veterinary rehabilitation and holistic care with Dr. Ava Frick. Heard every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Veterinary Rehabilitation and Holistic Care is a show dedicated to the health of your pet. Topics to be discussed will include nutrition, pain elimination, acupuncture for animals, and more. Provide your pet with the lifestyle it deserves. Listen to Veterinary Rehabilitation and Holistic Care with Dr. Ava Frick every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. You want the truth? Face the facts. This is VoiceAmerica.com. Depend on it. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today with Angelica Wagner. We're talking about miracles, and she is the CEO of Miracle Works Incorporated. <laughs> so that would be a good person to be talking about them with, and we certainly could use a few miracles today. Um, Angelica is also is not only an author, we've been talking about some of her books, but she's also a trainer and a filmmaker, and I will be giving out her website to you um, at the end of the show. But we're in the middle of the steps that... Um, the steps to creating a miracle in your own life, and we were up to number six. Right, and um, so number six is really the key one, and I know Pastor Rick Warren talks about it in his book, uh, the Bible and the Scripture, both Jewish and, and Christian, speak of forgiveness more than anything else. And I guess that um, in speaking on forgiveness, I'd like to share with the listeners the story uh, that Wayne Dyer wrote in his wonderful book, uh, 
um, a spiritual solution to every problem. And that was the story of a traveler traveling along with the Buddha. And for three days, the traveler traveled along, and at every turn, he criticized the Buddha. At every turn, he um, asked a question and then would uh, and then would argue with the answer. And constantly, there was this constant pouring of poison on the Buddha's head and constant, um, re- you know, deliberate mechanics for revenge in the conversation. Finally, after three days, when the traveler said to the Buddha, I just don't get it. Why have you not responded? Why have you not reacted to all of my, you know, antagonizing you? And the Buddha just looked at him and said very clearly, well, if a giver gives a gift and the receiver chooses not to receive it, whose gift is it? Is it the gift of the receiver or the gift of the giver? Well, it remains the gift of the giver, of course. And so with that, the Buddha said, so you shall keep your poison. And so we have to keep in mind that when we are coming to number six, which is forgiveness, which is the biggest issue. Um, Forgiveness is not a gift to the other person. Forgiveness is a gift to ourselves because what happens is that it opens the floodgates of the heart. It allows communication between both body and mind and spirit, and it changes the energy of whatever interaction we have. And so people ask me frequently, and I give two-and-a-half-hour seminars uh, on this, how, you know, what process do we go about forgiveness? Well, you can write a letter and choose to mail it or not choose to mail it. Uh, if the person is deceased and you still have anger or energy around this, then burn the letter. Uh, if the person is alive and you want to confront them, uh, confront them in a loving way and just choose to forgive. Or if you don't want to even talk to them, just forgive them and just say, we will not in your own heart, we will never have that interaction in that way again. And believe me, you're sparing yourself dis-ease. And the last one, which I could do a whole day seminar on, is signs, sign actions, and wonders. And signs, um, you know, signs from God, signs from the universe, signs that, you know, I frequently say, God, if you want this to work out in my life, give me a sign. Like yesterday, I had a problem uh, with someone, and I just didn't know how to handle it. And as I and as I was sitting there pondering it, Rick Warren's book fell over against a plant. And I knew I had to go and pick it up. So I picked it up, and the book opened to, uh, if you want to um, have someone... Uh, pray with you over this recurring situation in your life. And I had written a couple of years ago when the book came out, my girlfriend's name, Deborah. So, of course, I phoned her, and we resolved it. Hmm. I mean, those are just the kinds of things. So there's an example of a sign. A sign action is always an action of love that someone gives you spontaneously, without request, where they either just come over and hug you, or they touch you, or they give you a compliment, something wonderful, a sign action that they love you. They might send you a letter, they might send you a note, something along that line so that you know that you are really in the right place at the right time. And the last the last one, the one I love obviously the absolute most, is wonders. 
because wonders are given when we open our minds and our hearts to the universe we are given um, signs from God signs from nature um, the other day I was driving in Del Mar and I said to Robert Allen on a conference call there were thousands and tens of thousands of butterflies mm-hmm. and then two days later I was hired by the Speakers Bureau actually to be one of their speakers which had been a really life goal of mine um, you know so I get butterflies uh, whenever I have money coming into my life out of nowhere like on a busy street or in traffic a hawk with open wings will swoop down and I'll know um, that you know that money is coming sometimes when I uh, am missing someone or need to speak to someone the phone rings and that person is there like you and I this morning Um, and the most wonderful one I'm going to share this with our listeners because this is the one that impacted on me the most Um, as I was traveling across Canada and I traveled in small hamlets I traveled in large cities I stopped in Banff one day because my uh, friend my cousin actually who lived in Calgary I had planned five uh, five speaking engagements you know two days apart and I pretty much booked my own those are the days before publicists I booked my own um, media coverage around it and I had just done two or three of those and got to Calgary and my cousin said why don't you just take the day and at the Banff Spa and I said well what am I going to do there she said just take the day so I pulled in and it was about mid-afternoon and there was a valley and me being, I can be a very cynical. I have a law background. Um, I've done a lot of work in business. I've seen a lot of things. And um, and I parked the car, and I went walking to where the spa was. And I walked through a valley, and I thought that there were wind-up or papier-mâché elk there. Well, that was the real thing. And there were about 40 of them. And as I walked through them, not one of them moved. So I did my thing at the spa, came back out, walked through them again, had dinner, came back after dinner, and I thought, no, this, you know, the universe is showing me something. Pay attention to this. And by this time, the herd had grown, and I was just by this time very relaxed. And as I walked where they were kneeling down and lying down, I just stood there. And with that, just a whisper of the wind, all 40 or 50 of them rose and walked into the village. And you know, the next day, I had a full house in Edmonton who walked with me. And so that was probably the biggest um, lesson of just God coming down and really in a very real way to me, very you know, openly blessing me to my knowledge um, in a very expectant way. And so when you live your life that way and when you start to notice nature and wonders, signs and sign actions, when you live your life in peace, miracles happen for you and they'll happen for all our listeners. Well, that was really beautiful. And, yes, I certainly um, agree with, with all of these things, um, I mean, certainly I've had ex- similar experiences where, although I must say that my eyes have not been as open as they should be and as all of our eyes should be to these things, there are miracles going on or wonders going on, 
every day in our life, and and we're sort of blind to them because we're so focused on the things that we have to get done that day. Exactly. It's all about busyness and not about wholeness. Right. Well, thank you very much, Angelica Wagner. I'm going to give out um, Angelica's website. It's angelicasecrets.com, and you can write to her at angelica at angelicasecrets.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-S, and then secrets.com. And um, also, you can go to amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com and look for her books there as well. Well, thank you very much, and I think um, also we, we we joined together, Angelica, in wishing for a miracle right now for Terry Schiavo. And Absolutely. That website, too, which is terrysfight.org, T-E-R-R-I-S, fight.org. And um, let's hope that we can, we can perhaps all... Um, Read a miracle and pray for her. Exactly. Well, thank you again, and thank you to my listeners. This is really take all of this to heart today because this is something we can all use more miracles in our life and they are all around us and just think of how um, how disappointed God must be that we're not appreciating all of these things that he's sending down to us trying to knock on our heads hey that's I'm trying it. to send you a miracle yeah well Oprah says it's right at best you know first there's a whisper then there's a brick then there's a wall then the house falls down <laughs> <laughs> so if we can get before the house falling down, um, you know, this is a time. And, and people are more, much more consciously aware today uh, than they were uh, years ago. Yes, but at the same time, it's really hard because we, we sort of so easily can get battered down by some of the shocking things we hear every day in the news. And that's why you need to be listening to gospel (laughs) first thing in the morning. (laughs) And and limit your news. Limit your diet of news. (laughs) I agree with the limiting the diet of news. Also, nature sounds, uh, uh, new age music, anything that you find uplifting. Uplifting. Go to the ocean if you have one near. Go to the woods. Go to the mountains. You know, and just Stand outside and enjoy the beautiful sunshine, even the snow, if it's that's where you are. Well, thank you again, Angelica Wagner, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol Couch on voiceamerica.com, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.